Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Heart of Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Siegfried. And I just want to say welcome. Thank you for joining me. I so appreciate you being here because today we have the sweetest person on the entire planet. I have been lucky enough to meet her and she is just so sweet and so caring for others. She is a certified holistic health coach who is going to help us learn a little bit more about our food choices. And also really we're going to dive into the purpose and intention of those food choices to really understand why we're making them and also how we can better our life and our joy with the choices we do make. So welcome and let's dive right in. Hello, welcome Tenley to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I've of course, I'm glad that we could connect again. It's been so many years that we last Absolutely. saw. Oh, I was pregnant actually with Asher the last time I saw you. Yes, you were. That was like almost four years ago. And you were traveling to LA like- I know, every week or something. Sanity. You're amazing. So crazy. So crazy. Oh, the things you do. (laughs) Well, I want to share. So you are a certified holistic health coach, but you were also a professional dancer, um, dabbled in some personal training, right? So yeah. yeah, And you have your successful business and your blog, helping others find their potential through living out positive food choices and really um, setting them free in your sweet and free life. That is correct. That is exactly how I like to put it. (laughs) So how did you first get into health and nutrition? Because I mean, obviously food is a necessity, but I feel like when you are inspired and encouraged to help others, there's got to be some reason that you first got into health and, and when did that first start? Yeah, my story's quite a long one, but I will give you the That's bare okay. We've got some, time. <laughs> some of the, the bare bones and and um, kind of help fill in some of the gaps. But from the day I was born, um, my my digestive system, I was I was ill, I was sick, and it, it was something that doctors, you know, never were able to help with. And as I grew up, it just consistently continued to be there. And um, so, stomach digestive issues, um, I would say there were other underlying symptoms that we just really didn't pay attention to um, like skin rashes, like just stuff like that, but not really linking the two. And growing up, I would go through, um, I would go to the doctors and be tested for all kinds of things. Um, And allergens at the time, food sensitivities wasn't actually like antibodies test wasn't actually very popular. Um, I was tested for celiac disease, gluten, other everything. Oh my god! And nothing came back. They um, the doctors would just send me on my way. I mean, there were ER visits with like crippling pain, especially in what? Um, yeah, especially in my um, like teenage years, like all the hormones and stuff mm-hmm. just maximized it. Plus, I'm not talking about pretty stuff. Like there were some moments that were really like kind of um, traumatizing, like youth group trip to from Oregon down to Mexico and asking the whole bus to stop for an emergency bathroom break or oh no. You know, so like yeah. 
very uh, traumatizing. And then also it goes the other way um, where days of just a swollen belly and so much aching pain and not being able to do anything about it. And, um, and as a dancer, I was, you know, this, it just was never convenient and I was not healthy, but that was my norm. On the side of all of that, I had also developed at a very, very young age, some really unhealthy relationships with food, like very, uh, very young age, very unhealthy in the way of like trying to figure out how to control because, and, and we didn't even know that this was all about food anyways, but I never felt good. So there were ups and downs with swollen bloatedness yeah. that I would see. And, and so there just, there was this other on, on the other side battle going on as well. So totally. so many years through even another story of um, the, a great heartache in my life that um, was also very traumatizing, but it was a good time for me to challenge myself. And my mom had uh, read a book or had heard about a book called The G-Free Diet by Elizabeth Hasselbeck. And it was... Um, very new to the scene, uh, celiac disease existed, gluten um, intolerance existed, but it just wasn't, a, you know, some a common for doctors. You know, doctors are looking for things that they can heal with medicine. That's how they make their money. That's what they're taught. And um, and so, who I was seeing wasn't necessarily directing me in any other directions. With yeah, because with food, especially you have to work from within. Like mm-hmm. that's what's so hard too. I come from a naturopathic family. Well, Chris, Chris, I guess Oregon, you know? Yeah, um, so, cool. so that's why I, it's hard for, I like am passionate about that as well. Like living holistically. Yeah. And I just want to make that very aware that like, if you are having issues with food, like stop seeing a doctor and start seeing like Tenley or yeah. <laughs> start seeing a holistic doctor. No, there is. Yeah. So they, they, it's so important that you even say that. And it's like, not that I don't believe in medicine, but like there were no answers there. And, and I just believe that there are answers. I believe if you're living a life that you think is normal, that is constant pain, sickness, rashes, other headaches, whatever. There are so many symptoms out there that we're living with, our society's living with as a norm. And I do believe in answers. So my story kind of like, I just kept being rejected by doctors saying, you have IBS, which I have to confess, I call BS. I (laughs) I love that. And IBS is just kind of like, well, you got an irritable bowel, like, you know. Yeah, but it's it's like, like, what's causing that inflammation? What's causing... Well, medicine, obviously it will help for the moment, but that's just covering the surface of what is wrong. Problems in the world for me, you know, like to be downing or abysmal or whatever. And then what's that doing to your health? And it was, yes, exactly. But, and, and, and I haven't, by the way, I haven't had anything of the sort in the last like 10 years. Like, wow, I haven't taken anything, although I'm pregnant now. And sometimes <laughs> it actually sounds really great, but we can talk about that. Totally, later. totally. So, so how um, did you, yeah, I love, keep going on your story. Cause it's, yeah, so I was in this really challenging life shifting time. And my mom just was like, you know what? time. Go ahead and focus on something. Read this book. See, see what happens. She hadn't actually read it, but she, she'd heard about it. And, you know, I think my mom always had this instinct and it just continued to grow and grow and grow. Um, and my parents have apologized over and over and over for causing 
havoc over my body, <laughs> feeding me breads and bagels and all the top ramen and stuff. But anyways, so I read this book and I was like, oh my gosh, this, every symptom, every sign, every bit of her story of, um, um, of an undiagnosis or being misdiagnosed. Oh, wow really aligns with me. And so, um, I, in now Elizabeth Hasselbeck was talking about celiac disease, but I just knew that I wanted to figure out if this gluten thing could be a, a, a situation for me. So I started eliminating it. I took it very seriously. Yeah. Um, and there weren't all these packaged, there were several and they were very refined gluten-free foods versus now we have a lot of options. But at this time, this was about 10, 11 years ago now yeah. that, um, I started, I, I, I decided to go ahead and become gluten-free, but I had to figure out using like foods and, you know, I had been a person who grew up with convenience, uh, for Absolutely. food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, just, it, it was never a gourmet cook or anything. You never really knew about that. And I was dancing professionally at the time too. So I was going through this major heartache. Oh, by the way, stress can actually activate, you know, unhealthy gut issues as well. So I had everything was full blown. Oh, I man. eliminated the gluten, started eliminating the gluten. And all of a sudden I, my body, like it took only a few days. Some people, it takes a little bit longer because you got to get out everything out of those, out of your body. But, um, yeah, it, all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh. I haven't had like stomach cramps in a few days going and two weeks go by about the right time for it to really maybe be out of my system. And I was becoming very alert because of like what ingredients were and learning what gluten was and all the things gluten was in. And it was a good time. Like I said, there was a great heartache going on. So it was a good distraction, a good way to be determined and challenge myself in all of that. So basically turns out to be gluten in all of that. The, the road to um, freedom with food and a relation, my relationship with food and my self-image even began to heal. 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 Mm -hmm. um, why was that a hard word to say? I don't know. Um, Sometimes like even like the is hard. <laughs> oh, it's this new brain thing is very. Yeah. But anyway, so my healing process truly began from the inside out, like food wise, but also my heart. And oh, I love that. Um, and that was just one side of many of my big stories, but my health, but the focus of my health story. And then it was funny because soon after that, um, I ended up going on The Bachelor the first, yeah. like, first season. And um, I was so scared to touch gluten because I had started living this life where I wasn't feeling sick every day. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I can be normal. Like, <laughs> like, this is my normal that I thought was not going to be my. Oh, problem. how like frustrating to live. I couldn't imagine waking up or dealing with stomach cramps every day. It was my normal. I can't even imagine. Now I can't imagine it. When I get gluten poisoned by accident, you know, it is yeah. absolutely just devastating, crippling, yeah. like debilitating and, ugh. but, um, and so that does happen, but yeah. Um, yeah, so then I went this, that whole season, um, on the bachelor, like being very careful with food, almost too careful that I probably wasn't getting enough nourishment. Yeah. Uh, then I come home and it was Thanksgiving. Cause there's yeah, yeah. how that goes. And then the timeline and everything. And so come home and, um, decided, okay, I'll have some Thanksgiving food. I think I had like a roll. Oh, no. 
Oh my gosh, Desiree, I was so sick. It was like food poisoning every, it was like, okay, never doing that. Wow, again. like your body just rejects it. Like mm-hmm. completely. Was, well, cause it had been a while. It was like yeah. an object that my body said no. So, um, that was the day that I was like, okay, this is a hundred percent for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. I've never, um, and, and since then, because a lot of people ask me, because I, I do treat myself similar to a celiac, um, which is an autoimmune disorder or disease, and um, your body starts to fight, and it can be very, very, very dangerous for a body who doesn't know that that's going on. Your body's trying to fight so hard. Absolutely. Um, but so I treat myself similar to a celiac, but I don't think I'm as um, as in harm or. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I think I'm okay, but I've never been tested because uh, the most, um, actually I have been tested, but most of the most accurate ways, because I had been tested all through my life. (laughs) Yeah. um, Most accurate way of testing. And now we've gotten further with IgG antibody tests and everything, but um, having gluten in your system is really important. And I'm just not going to do that. Um, Wow. Like a um, biopsy of your small intestine and stuff. So live a 100% gluten-free life as much as I can control it on my own. And it has been such a healing process. And that that drove me after The Bachelor, I started like a blog. Yeah, of course. We all do, right? (laughs) And blogs were not what they are now. And and social media isn't what it is now. But I did start and I started sharing like recipes as I was learning. And then people were really invested in that. But I was like, you know what? I think there's more to this. I want to know what I'm talking about. I want to know um, what, um, what what's actually good for me because I feel like I'm eating still a lot of sugar. Like I just didn't know what real foods were yet. I was learning what gluten-free foods were. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I decided to go to school, back to school for nutrition. And then the the healing just continued because there was a lot of, and I learned that my gut needed a good restart after all that damage and all the work that I'd put it through all those years. And then, um, and that's where I began working with clients and, um, and I love that so much. It's almost like whenever we can go through a hard time or go through something that is hard for us, it's usually a lesson for us to be able to then help other people. Absolutely. And so I love hearing that in your story because then now you're like passionate about helping people change their lifestyles and helping them find that freedom that you did and that healing. I think it's hard because eliminating foods and stuff is really um, challenging and also like discouraging for a lot of people. Um, and so figuring out how to integrate upgrades into your world and into your household and stuff that help maybe all of you have even yeah. the chance of feeling at least closer to 100% every day, like that's a step or even, but there's elimination diets and stuff like that. But sometimes that gets really daunting and especially during times like these. So even just adding simple upgrades and um, happy to help. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am getting you in contact with Chris immediately. (laughs) But I mean, for people who are listening, who are like, whoa, this is so me. And maybe not to the extreme, but, you know, they do have probably food sensitivities. I mean, and nowadays, a lot of people have grown to have the the sensitivities since, you know, processed food and Mm -hmm. all the GMOs. So how would you, what would, 
advice would you give someone who needs to maybe start eliminating? Like, well, is there, are there any, like, is there any encouragement? <laughs> for us? I think the encouragement is starting to like learn, like educate yourself, gain some knowledge. And, you know, obviously working with a holistic nutrition practitioner is uh, going to be like having somebody's hand to hold and nutrition coming or uh, education and knowledge coming your way. But uh, to even begin, there are some excellent resources just even for, I mean, you don't want to go to Dr. Google, but there are <laughs> no way. awesome resources on learning some upgrades on like what real and whole foods are. And I'd start there. And, and again, like, so that we're not discouraged, we're not feeling like it's a daunting thing or that everything is taken away. One of the first things I do with my clients is just start to, um, add things in the good stuff. So it crowds out all the bad stuff. And most of the time we're eliminating things that like the refined flours and sugars and, and foods that are prepped for us and kind of looking really closely at our ingredients and recognize the ingredients of like, what's real in this? Do I even know these names or do I know what I'm eating? Um, and starting there and then, um, more like right now is a really good time to be even folk being, and it's like a little gift, um, I feel like still really busy in quarantine, but because we're not going out to restaurants and stuff, we are spending more time in the kitchen. The time is now to go ahead and play around with simple things. And um, one way I like to do that with uh, just even meals with my clients and stuff so that it doesn't have to become like a recipe that, you know, following and stuff, easy ways to just make some upgrades is like learning how to build your plate and then, but we throw it all into a bowl. So you make sure you have like an awesome protein on hand, um, animal or plant based, whatever your diet's based on. I am animal protein based. Um, uh, lots of leafy greens and other veggies, a good complex, real carbohydrates. So you're, you're saying goodbye to all the refined stuff and you're looking more for like what God gave us. Yeah. That's sort of, that's funny. I, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, we were created to eat from the earth. Yeah. And we have completely cut out all of that with like manufactured ways to get the nutrients, but that's not the nutrients. Those are nope. cooked nutrients that are dead. They're, they're like even milk. I mean, that's a whole other topic. Oh, it's a whole other one. It can but, be really emotional. But I mean, like we have to be reminded that all of the things you're eating, like cereal, uh, cereal, even like it's all cooked. And so all of the nutrients are stripped. Yes. And God wanted us to, he, he sent us like the, this green earth and these animals. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're not vegetarian, whatever, but, um, <laughs> but we, like, he, have- he gives us these options that are raw and real and whole. And, um, I think that, you know, his intention is for us to, to eat from his earth. I mean, in, I have a verse where it's Ecclesiastics um, 9, 7 is go eat your food with gladness and drink your wine with a joyful heart because we should, we should um, enjoy what we're, we should enjoy food and not like or guilty or mm -hmm, I agree with you. What what do you say um, to people who maybe are using food as an outlet, like an unhealthy outlet, maybe to take away their pain or their struggle, or maybe just they eat their emotions. Mm-hmm. You know? That's a huge, huge, uh, awesome topic that I love to go in. So, um, 
uh, I've been on a bit of a hiatus with my business partner who she and I had created the DIY cleanse. And then out of that, we've also created the food freedom group wellness program. Um, and it's focused for oh, women cool. who do group wellness, but like I said, we've been kind of on a pause lately, but we really focus on that. Um, and, um, yeah, so, so some of the things, one of the best ways to begin is just recognizing, um, where you're at with this, like, um, recognizing, wow, I'm a yo-yo dieter or wow, I don't like myself after I eat or I look obsessively in the mirror or I am trying to, I'm looking for control. I don't, I'm so overwhelmed with what people are telling me that's healthy, but the grocery store, what they're saying is healthy, (laughs) you know, and, um, or marketing and stuff, but then doesn't feel right. Because like you just said, like God gave us all these foods and we have this instinctual reaction to be able to eat them. Um, Oh, I want to say something before I move on into this very emotional topic of food. One thing that when you were saying that we were given these foods that were not refined, things pulled from our, the nutrients pulled from it. And that's what we're mostly eating and getting and what's marketed to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so eating real and whole foods is so important. So this is something that how I remember this, when you think of what's refined foods and unrefined is kind of the opposite of what we want. Um, for our hearts, when we are seeking God's best for us, I want to be refined. I want God <laughs> to refine me, but I don't want my food to be refined because <laughs> he gave it to me as whole as it can be. So um, I like that. That's good. To put in there. But back, I love that. Back to I, you had said that and I was like, oh, I really, really want to go on that. And then yeah. I thought about it. And oh, I love that. that. That's so good. So that's just a fun, like easy, we want to do opposite. We want to eat opposite of what we yes. want God to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Or, or I have another analogy. He wants to make us whole. So yes. we need to eat whole food. <laughs> I love that one too. I love that so much. So hopefully those are little, even just, even those little glimmers of like little light bulbs popping off in people's heads right now as they're thinking of like, where do I even begin? Um, because the emotional road with food is a big one. And this is an even bigger topic, but just even starting with recognizing um, what, where you're at with this and go ahead and, um, you know, journal about it, pray about it, hand it over, um, and then start somewhere and decide like, all right, I, I don't need these. I know that these foods don't serve me. So I don't need to have them in my home or in my life. That's so good. So think about like what makes you feel pretty crappy after you're done eating. If you're always feeling guilty about that drive through quit going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, if every pop or soda, whatever is making you feel like, I know that this isn't good for me and I have guilt, hang it up, let it go. With that said, um, what would be like, maybe the, I know you said the first step would be educating yourself, but for someone with an impulse okay, to, to just go, okay. would you say like have things on hand to curve their... Absolutely. So always, I love having like simple, even upgraded, even I will say even some refined snacks that are at least upgraded and as close to the whole form as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, being prepared for that for sure. And then that's a whole list of all different kinds of things. Like some people are like, tell me, I'm just not an apples and nut butter person. (laughs) Then, you know, we source that out, but like, even like guacamole or some mashed avocado with so good. Siete um, cassava chips or something, grain-free chips. Those are some upgrades. Like for a snack, if you're like, I'm a, I need to have like a, something crunchy and salty, you know, but that, so having things on hand, but the next step is like recognizing what your cravings are. And now cravings cover the gamut of like, um, what, like what you actually need. So I was going to say it's deficiency, right? So whatever your craving is actually, there's some, well, aside from like junk food, (laughs) isn't it? It's like what you need in your body. Yeah. So cravings are of, in um, our body speaking to us and asking for something more, but it even starts before nutrition. So I believe that nutrition actually begins with what our soul needs are. Yeah, I agree. So if you're like, that's funny. I was just going to say we're spiritual beings. So it's, it's kind of like using a tool. I like to call it like your soul foods, kind of thinking of all the things that feed into keeping us going, um, mentally, physically, spiritually, like all those things that help us show up. And if you start to look at like, Oh my goodness, there's no physical aspect in my life right now that could be causing you feeling a little sluggish. If there's no spiritual aspect in your life, I mean, things are going to feel really low and slow and sad, Mm -hmm. maybe lonely. And then you've got like relationships and then maybe, um, how, how food even fits into your life, like home cooking. Do you touch your food? Do you stop to eat your food? Do you take a break to be mindful? So looking at those cravings, um, you can go. So one of my favorite ways to do this is just stop as you, 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 as you're walking. Cause right now, a lot of people are doing a lot of emotional eating. So we're just going to yes. use this time as a example. They're calling it the quarantine 15, right? <laughs> yep. And because we're walking into the kitchen mindlessly because we got a lot of feelings and emotions and it's stressful and it's confusing and it's, it's not, it's not the way we know life. And so, and we're home more, so yeah. everything's there and we're the ones also responsible for what we're bringing into our home. So if you're having trouble with like saying no to junk food, quit buying it for yourself. Yeah, and as you true. walk into your kitchen and start to scavenge like through your, like what are you looking for? Most of the time we walk away, we don't realize what we've had. And we feel icky at the end of the day or not satisfied. And um, so go ahead and stop. Find your, be present, mindful, stop, and then take a big drink of water. Most of the time we are hungry or craving or bored um, and we actually need hydration. Yeah, totally. Drink some water, then take a deep breath. So that bringing your taking <laughs> to bring yourself into presence and mindfulness, and then think, what is it that I'm really after here? Do I actually need food? Is my body asking me for a meal? Did I sit down and like know what foods I was eating today, um, or do I need to go? Do I need to call a friend because I'm just feeling really lonely right now? Do I need some fresh air? Do I need to move? Yeah. Or do I just need a little, a little snack, like a <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And, and all of those things are okay, but stop, drink some water, take a deep breath and think of what it is that you're really, really looking for, what you're on the hunt for. And the other yeah, thing, that's so good. snacking, especially during this time, putting that snack in a small bowl, 
and being a mindful stopping like mama's like stop putting your hand into the the bag is like empty in two minutes yeah so maybe we need to treat ourselves like toddlers because (laughs) I always you know put their little snacks in like the tiniest bowl and I'm like oh that's all we have and if they ask for more I'm like oh it's all gone (laughs) yes exactly tell yourself that but knowing but it's it's amazing when we become present and mindful when we're in the with food um or even with ourselves what we what we can gain from that because it's one you're like oh I need to be fed in a different way or okay I'm actually stopping and recognizing what I'm eating so I can this satisfies me but there's I have a lot of mom clients out there that that you might know exactly what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about, but there's several moments throughout the day that you probably don't sit down. I never sit down. Never sit down. That's hilarious. Actually. I was just talking to a friend and we were like, we were saying how, Oh, like we we've gotten so used to just standing up and eating. And also I'm constantly finishing the snacks or say they like spill it or, and you know, I'm like constantly, whatever I'm preparing them, I'm eating it too. And then I'm like, whoa, I just took in like another extra 300 calories. (laughs) (laughs) So there's also that, like making sure that you're feeding your kiddos the things that you feel good about feeding yourself. So yes, that that actually is like a whole other topic we should discuss is what we're giving our kids. Because think about when we feel bad when we eat junk, Mm -hmm. like they go off the charts and you're, you're like, stop acting out, but you gave them the treats. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) it's like... I don't know. That's a whole other topic. It is a whole other topic. It's something that I'm starting to open up my wheelhouse to a little bit. Yes, absolutely. Because you're pregnant now. And have you, how have your food, your food choices changed since being pregnant? I love that you asked because Taylor, my husband, he actually asked me like, so babe, now that you've been pregnant, like how, how would this change what you usually tell your clients? And I, Oh, interesting. Second, like I was like, feel a little hypocritical a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but so first trimester and second try, I'm in my second trimester and um, things are a little bit different. First trimester, I still had an appetite for things and I actually wasn't sick. I did get like that nausea and fatigue and, yeah. and everything, but I'm grateful that I wasn't pukey sick or anything. Yeah. Um, and um, so I was still able to really give myself whole and real foods like that yeah. sounded good, like everything still sounded good. And I could plate myself the way I normally would. Um, since and then there was Did you one have any day, cravings, though. Yeah. So there was one day that I couldn't think of anything else to eat except for jalapeno kettle chips. <laughs> I know they, those are really good though They're by the way really good craving them right now now my mouth <laughs> it's because once you say it then it's like oh no, that sounds no. so like, <laughs> I'm already like so we have these enzymes and my amylase enzyme for the carbohydrates like oh yeah it's going crazy <laughs> um but anyway so that was one day and I think I ate the whole bag and I did and I said I don't even feel guilty like I was you I shouldn't because you're a mama and you're feeding that baby exactly Exactly. <laughs> this baby. Um, and then more than ever, I'm not like, I, I love fruit. I, they're awesome antioxidants in, in berries and stuff, but fructose I'm pretty careful with as well. But right now I am out of this world with like just berries. I want berries, berries, dark berries, berries, right? What? Like dark berries. Yeah. Like strawberries. Are you having a boy? I'm having a girl. 
Arabic girl. Wow. Cause yeah. with both mine, I wanted dark, dark berries. So I wanted blackberries and raspberries and strawberries. And mm. I think funny. babies just need those yeah. nutrients and antioxidants and, and they're lower sugar. So I'm craving like more sugary, um, fruits and candies, but I'm with my mindset with my knowledge. <laughs> I'm like, all right, this is good enough. And this will, this will take good care. for you. That takes self-control, but I am not an ice cream person. And that is one thing that in the first trimester, um, I was like, I need ice cream. I need ice cream. <laughs> so we, I made, so this is, this is the truth is like, I do my best still to use my knowledge to make upgrades. It's my favorite word when we're talking like about, it. um, because it's not about restriction, but it's about finding the best way to do it. Um, so instead of like a Ben and Pent of Ben and Jerry's, I'm like having like, a. Uh, like an organic yeah. milk or whatever coconut based or cashew based and still I'm putting like we did I wanted milkshakes never been a milkshake person never been an ice cream person yes put some Justin's um uh almond butter cashew butter those Yum. dark chocolate like blended it up with the coconut ice cream oh my that gosh that sounds so bad <laughs> But now in my, um, in the second trimester, I've had like, actually, it's been really weird, like strange, like not very much of an appetite. And so mm-hmm. like wanting my big bowls of like arugula and sweet potatoes, like savory, mm-hmm. really healthy yeah. breakfasts and bowls and stuff yeah. that I usually pack my body full of. It's harder to find some of those ways to get nutrients. Yeah. The baby is taking up more and more room. Oh. Oh gosh, it's I can't breathe after I have like oh. bites. <laughs> so oh, just wait till the third trimester. I would I was like I I'm an eater. I eat a lot. I just always have. I have a big appetite. I and <laughs> yeah, but by the third, I was like having a few bites. I'm like I'm full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gained all my my pregnancy weight in the first trimester. Well, I, I, not all of it, but like the majority of it because I I fed my like soul like because my baby I just felt constantly hungry so would you say for people who are like pregnant or going through well pregnant I guess what what kind of things can they still do but not like sacrifice too much because you also want to make sure the baby's getting nutrients yeah so that's a that's a probably better what I should actually have been really talking oh no I love it um is the point of what I was sharing is like, you definitely want to still give your body the best and your baby, the best opportunity to get all those nutrients and whole and real foods in there still. But still when, when those cravings call, like go ahead and enjoy, let yourself, but like go ahead and still be mindful of the, the portions, you know, maybe not sitting down to have a whole pint of ice cream because baby, you know, is going to get that too. Yeah. And, um, we're, we're also at the, we're kind of building their little gut flora as Absolutely. we're they're getting everything we are. So kind of going back to that, but just making sure that you're still getting all as much as you can. If you have all of the, like, if, if leafy green sounds horrible to you, maybe find a supplement that's full of like some vital greens and stuff and, and getting it in that way. Or if a smoothie sounds good to you, but you can't think of like the greens, yeah. you could hide it in there. That's another good yeah. way to do it. We, uh, we also love daily harvest because yeah. they just give us the smoothies. Yeah. Other, 
blend them up every day. And my boys, my boys have them every day because they love it. Because otherwise, they're not getting vegetables since they're like, "Ew, it's green." Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, those are those are so so great. And then, um, and to make it even more fun, you can make smoothie bowls out of them yeah. and let them add some toppings and stuff. It's kind of that's fun. a good idea. I haven't done that yet. I or love how you've, I love how throughout the whole thing, you've been talking about mindfulness because mm-hmm. I really do think like, just as the choices we make of like, where should we go today or what should we do? It's like, we should be thinking about what am I going to eat to better myself? Like, right. Like you have given us that knowledge of food is a direct correlation to like our happiness and to our fulfillment. So, um, I have no idea where I was going with this, but <laughs> Well, I just, I wanted to say like, I love that it's mindfulness because I feel like we have to eat on purpose, like with purpose, but on purpose. Like, no, yeah. I like that because we're also, our bodies need to be fed daily. Like it's mm-hmm. and listening, learning. So I also, a lot of clients are like, I don't get what you're saying by <laughs> listening to my body. And it, it does start to start. They're, they're like, my body wants cheese puffs and exactly. ice cream. <laughs> okay, listen to that and let's make some upgrades. I'm not going to take away those cheese puffs, but let's find a different kind of cheese puff to have. Yes. And then until we keep gradually like crowding out some of those things. So that mindfulness is just, I think it's like the best thing that you can give to yourself. And it starts with like being mindful of like, what what is your absolutely cannot do not feel comfortable if you really think about what what you're putting in your body the no list you know and again I'm not about restriction but there are a few things that you're probably going to be like if if I know the truth about those foods I don't need them in my home so building your 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 grocery list and the staples that you keep in your home the snacks that you keep in your home if you're okay with you know my kids can have some goldfish like a couple times a week, like that's fine. Um, or if that's a no, you know, being able to build that or even, um, and then being mindful and slowing down and just thinking about what your true needs are and starting again with like the soul to what your body needs nutrient wise. So I love that. We got to feed our soul. And I'm not about boring food either. So no, that's good. Well, that's the misconception. It doesn't have to be boring at all. It's actually more fun because you're introducing new ways of eating. It's so good. Well, I feel like we could talk way more about other topics as well. We'll have to talk about, yeah, family, you know, feeding families and all that stuff. But for right now, I guess we got to go because we're keeping sorry, up. Yeah, I could keep talking and talking and talking. I could keep talking forever. But thank you so much, Tinley. I really, really appreciate it. I, I'm like super inspired right now. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? And we eat pretty healthy and the boys do too. But like I mentioned, Chris, he's got issues that we've got to figure out. I know. Same so this is so inspiring. <laughs> yeah. And I I can just see all of your passion for it and hear it. And so it's really exciting. I'm excited for everyone to listen. So so where can people find you on social or online so that they can either hire you or get a little bit more information on how to eat a little better? So I will do my best to keep sharing more of these upgrades um, and stuff on my Instagram. Um, I share a lot in my stories, but my Instagram is what I use most as a social media platform. So you can find me by 
Tenley Molzon, or actually if you search Tenley Leopold, you should find me as well. <laughs> Instagram won't really let me change my name. So I'm frustrated. Really? Oh. Yeah. So I know. So it's T-E-N-L-E-Y-M-O-L-Z-A-H-N. Um, otherwise my website is tenleyleopold.com and, um, and you can find more of my story of all different aspects of my life that I like to share, um, and hopefully bring hope to others with those stories. Um, and then I am slowing down a little bit on clients right now, um, and taking on new clients, but I will do my best to continue to keep sharing, um, some of my favorite resources and hacks and tips and upgrades, um, as great. And as I enter into a whole new season of whole life, whole new season of life, it's going to be so exciting for you. You're going to be such a wonderful mother. Oh, thank you. Yeah. What a sweet, oh, sweet little girl. Oh, All right. Well, thank you, Tenley. Thank you, Desiree. So Have a great rest of the day. Thank you.